It's the 5th of April 2020. Myself and Terence decided to get together for a slightly briefer than normal uh, pinch hitter podcast. And today we based it all around one of the greatest phrases of all time. Did you know that? So with no further ado, it's time for the latest pinch hitter podcast. Afternoon, Terence. How are we? Good, mate. How are you? Yes, not too bad. Not too bad at all. How's, uh, how's the world of self-isolation? It's good. It's a beautiful day. Um, it's roasting, isn't it? It's absolutely boiling. It's a beautiful day to be sat inside, self-isolating, social distancing uh, in my spare room on my own, talking to you, doing a podcast. Perfect. It's what, uh, it's what these days were made for, wasn't it? Exactly. There's no other way. I was just thinking, I was, I was sat on the balcony a little earlier, and do you think it's were the hottest... I was declaring, definitely time to declare, just uh, yeah. thought I'd combine the declaration with tea. Um, and I was, I was just Don't thinking... Don't declare tea, mate, that's a rookie mistake. Why is that? Never declare during an interval. Give, uh, <sighs> give the overs a couple of, give the bat, opening batsmen a couple of tricky overs before the interval. That's where I went. Get inside, get their heads right. That's where I went wrong, wasn't it? That's where I've gone it, completely in wrong. Your defense, in your defence, it was a throwaway comment at the start of the podcast. It was, it was, and I didn't, rather, didn't, rather than a test match. Didn't think it through, but I will, I will think about that next time in the Good. test match um, that I'm about to declare at tea. But what I was thinking about on the balcony was that it's, I reckon it's the hottest weekend since Ben Stokes's heroics at Headingley. Do you reckon that's true? It's got, it's got to be up there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, give it, I mean, it probably makes sense given that this weekend was, was it supposed to be the start of the county championship or was that next weekend? But either way, either it's basically bookended. Uh, those are the two bookends of the cricketing season, aren't they? So it must be up there. Yeah, and don't forget that the Ashes didn't start until August last year. Yeah. Um, and as a result, I always remember Old Trafford was ridiculously autumnal. Um, yeah. Albeit the Oval had bounced back into being pretty hot again um, yeah. for it. The Oval was warm, wasn't it? Edgebaston was... I remember Edgebaston... We were, on, we were sat on that massive temporary stand that was basically just like a mirror angled perfectly. Um, <laughs> kept us warm, kept us warm, kept yeah. a few people, few, a few burnt bodies as well. Um, yeah, it's a lovely day. It's a lovely it's day. Everyone's self-isolating. I mean, it's beautiful, as are we. So yeah. uh, we, can't, we can't stress, can't stress that we can't enough. can't stress that enough. We aren't together. We are no, no, very sadly. But we did, the last time we did it was just when we were, we just started to kick in, wasn't it? So uh, It was the day, uh, that crickets, the day that cricket was turned off. Wasn't it? It was. Was, quite, was it the day? It was the the day that the um, quite literally it was the day the, that England decided to to, fly, to come home. Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the the great day that it was. And I was thinking for this for this one, should we should we do a bit of chat about like kind of did you knows um, about crickets and just like generally and like chuck them at each other and and even if there's other ones out there that we that we come across as we go, we can we can carry on it's, doing more did you knows. Re- it's really well-timed because this week is uh, on, I think it's Wednesday, is the day to celebrate my favourite, my favourite Did You Know of Ooh. all time. Which is? Uh, Wednesday is, <laughs> going to check this. But a shame, uh, shame to know, fall the first hurdle, wouldn't it? Yeah. Eighth uh, of the... 8th of the 4th, as it is yep. on, uh, Wednesday. on Wednesday, yep. is the birthday of Ooh, don't England, know. Gre- England great, England's uh, second highest test, test match. Stuart Broad? Uh, Alex Stewart. 
So Old test maker. Brody probably has overtaken him now, hasn't he? Um, right. um, uh, is it? It's his birthday. Born oh, of course, on... yes, 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 yes. Yes, you know I'm going with this. His birth, the, the, the date in number format. As if you're, four, six, three. As if you're keying into your uh, internet banking. Um, is also the number of test match runs he scored. Exactly, 8,463. Yes. What a just stat in... that is. <laughs> That's just incredible. Yeah, just brilliant. And I mean... as, as you well know, in the, the pinch hitter, every day we have to find something which is for the number of um, issues we've got. And that just gives me so much confidence that there's, yeah. there's going to be a stat for everywhere. Yeah. Imagine, imagine how easy runs are. Like he scored eight thousand runs. Like, it's a lot of them, and it just happened that he finished on eight thousand four hundred sixty-three. Just and when do you reckon he? When do you reckon he clocked that? Do you reckon he was playing for it? I'd love it if he was. Love I it if he was. was. So his final test was oval two thousand and three. Yeah. Against South Africa, I was yeah. there because I remember we. Uh, his face came up on the big screen. Yeah. Well, he was on. He was on the balcony. And, shortly, uh, after, and it we, must have been shortly after his fortieth birthday. Yes, exactly. Well, it was it was early September, I think. So oh, yeah. maybe six, months, if you, yeah. six, six plus. Um, and uh, and yeah, he got a standing ovation from everyone. Um, so uh, so yeah, but he had he batted. He must have already batted. Yeah, because we were bowling them out at that. No, he was on the balcony. I can't remember. But either way, yeah. brilliant, absolutely brilliant. What a did you um, know that is? What a did Apart you know? From, and... I think everyone does know now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a absolutely. famous stat. Yeah, it'd be best if. He was like he should have come into bat, but he let someone else go in ahead of him, yeah. just so that he, <laughs> yeah, he could yeah. he could stick it. Because he was like, I don't want to get a duck. Um, <laughs> can I just do it this way? This is yeah. this is be the the best way of doing you're gonna it. Have, so, I'm going to have to get a duck if you send me in. Yes, I'm going to yeah. have, you're, you're tying my hands. I'm I'm going to run myself out. So um, yeah, to, choose choose that if if need be. I'm going to pull up that final scorecard just so I can get it clear in my mind. I've got a feeling yeah. that uh, it was that series that, it that was, Graham Smith launched himself into. Um, it, it was. It was. It was a. Wasn't it? it was a series not too dissimilar to the one that we were talking about from the Ashes in 2009, whereby England played the far worse cricket than the opposition. Yeah. Um, definitely didn't score as many runs probably didn't take as many wickets, probably dropped more catches, uh, yet managed to win the series. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, this, this one, I remember I was, I was, I was overseas and managed to watch some of it. And, Where were you? And then I was in Ghana, actually. I, 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 thought I, won't, I thought I won't just name drop that. I'll just, uh, I would, I'll, I'll just put, put it out. You'd wait for overseas. me to ask what were you doing Well, I thought Ghana? maybe you wouldn't. I thought maybe you wouldn't. I was coaching, coaching football, actually. Ooh. They did a bit, of, uh, bit of footy coaching nice. back in the day. You and, you and Michael um, Essien? He was, he was, I think he, he was, he'd already made it at that point. Oh, so the more that, who was that left-footed, was it Guyan who went to... Uh, yes, yeah. that was it. He, he must have been him who was, uh, who was, who was involved. So I remember the, well, we got ourselves on that, on that conversation, so why not? When I was flying back with the now defunct Alitalia airline, uh, who overbooked the people on their, uh, the flights back. Uh, and so they put me up in a hotel for four days um, before putting me on the next flight home. And uh, as a result, England were playing South Africa and I could, I could watch it all from a, from a hotel room. So, Do you say um, you had a hotel was... in Ghana and you chose to stay in watching a test match? I had been in Ghana for three months at this point. Yep. <laughs> Can't stress that enough. <laughs> uh, and I had, I had travelled around. 19? Uh, 19. 
uh, I'd travelled around, I'd, I'd, I'd mingled with the locals, I'd, I'd got on the public transport with them, I'd, I'd uh, absolutely, I'd, I'd had my hair braided. Um, and so this was, I was just like, okay, well, you're putting me in a hotel with Sky Sports, so I'm probably going to uh, to enjoy it. Hence why I was uh, was on, on top of this. So Alex Stewart's final test. England, did Bob, Joshua make a double ton? He did make a double South ton. Africa 290, South, absolutely yes. smoked him. Absolutely smoked him. So what I remember about this test, and I must have been back by this point, um, was, well, I was, yeah, because I was, I was at day five. Was so you the, were at day five? Oh, you went to day five, but you watched the first four days in Accra. I think I watched, it must have been the fourth test I watched in Accra. Oh, right. um, and I'll, 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 you're right to keep, keep um, prying. <laughs> I'm just and, interested. And that's it. I wonder if anyone's ever watched out. four days of watching the entire test, different... test match in, different, in such different locations. Mm, you could probably do it like around Europe quite easily, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, but one for the bucket list. Um, yeah. But the, so I remember South Africa got for, all out 484. And they must have been at the end of day one. And let's just check that now. They must have already got 400 up or not for us. So yeah, 362 for four um, at the end of day one. Because I remember this, that Channel 4 started just before the start of play. They, they did a poll where they said, will South Africa win this test after day one? And you know when you're just like, that is the shittest poll ever. <laughs> you just see, like, firstly, it's a shit poll. Secondly, which idiot is ringing up to, to give their opinion on that? Because it's just a yes, no, or maybe. And, and I think it was something like 80% said South Africa would win it. because oh, It was 362 as, for four, yeah. Jeez. Yes. So as, as with anything, you know, if you get 400 in your first innings, it's generally considered that you'll, you'll win the test. Certainly not that you'll yeah, get 484, that you won't lose by nine wickets. Yeah. But that, as, as a result, it's very much a, an England in India scorecard, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's the most I've never seen. The more I look at it, the more I think I've never seen an England scorecard quite like this. Bat second, concede yep. a big first innings, big first innings score no. to the opposition. Yeah, yeah. Then go ahead and score even more. I mean, yep. how many times have we seen England score 600, especially back then? Yeah, exactly. Um, Lovely little cameo of 95 off 104 balls from Fred in that, by the way. Yeah, uh, just, and then pull it, just and getting then pull going it back then. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's the... And what did you say? Stuart got 38. Back to our original point. Yeah. Um, Stuart got 38 in the first innings um, and thought, OK, that's that's a convenient... How did he get out? Was it LBW? LBW, Sean Pollock. LBW Pollock. I, I mean, we'll have to see if we can find that one. I'd love it to think he's just left a straight one. Keep and talking. Up to it. Um, and, and then, obviously, second innings, England win by, by nine wickets. And there was Butcher and, and Truscothic were, uh, were at the crease. Thorpe, Smith, and then Stewart was due to come in. So he was... Hence why I remember him sitting on the balcony looking very comfortable and, and bothered. I guess yeah. the original thought would have been, let's... Uh, let, wouldn't it be great if he could hit the winning runs? And so he was probably thinking, yeah, that would be great. But, yeah, that would be great. But I'll tell you what, there's plenty yeah. that have hit the winning runs. Exactly. Not when you've done this. Exactly. So it's, it's, the, uh, it's the classic Shane Warne quote that I always love to say, you know, who's writing my scripts? So uh, this is where Alex Stewart just writ his own one. I, really I love hope. how so, Shane Warne has done the most Shane Warne thing of all time. And taken someone else's quote about someone else. So I think it was, <laughs> didn't, was it 
Graham Gooch that said it about Ian Botham originally when he f- when he first came back from his drugs ban uh, yeah. and took a wicket in his first over. Uh, someone said someone turned around to him and said, "Who's writing your scripts?" And that fits perfectly. Shane yeah. Warne's taken that and applied it to himself. He said it about <laughs> he said of like a brilliant. Like uh, one of those kind of pithy headline uh, after dinner, like perfect after dinner speaker anecdotes. Yeah. Uh, and applied it, said it to himself about himself. <laughs> perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Talking of talking of the the, uh, the great not late Warney. How's um, he self Well, did you see, have you seen the, uh, the clip of him in his, his nightclub that he's got in his, in his flat downstairs? <laughs> no, I didn't. Go on. Yeah. So, uh, so he, he was, they just, they just took him, he just took, uh, took the, the crew, I think it was Fox News, um, or the equivalent over in Australia who were just doing an interview with him on how he was self-isolating and he took him downstairs and he, yeah, he's got in his cellar, he's got a, a cheeky little nightclub, um, nice. with a disco ball, uh, I think if I remember rightly, that was the, um, the, he, he made a point of highlighting that they had bottles of Corona, um, in the, uh, in the fridge to, oh, to highlight that he was. He was up to date with it all. Warney shows um, home nightclub. Does he live in? I thought he lived in London. Or is he just? He's he, he flies around a lot, doesn't he? Because um, there was a, there was that story in the summer about him having his neighbours complaining about the yes. uh, volume of his sex party. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And that was near. That's that was probably, like avail, that's wasn't probably it? exactly what they were complaining about. Yes, the the party yes, in Australia. Yes, yes, it was yes. that loud. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, watch that when you can. Because I remember rightly at the end of it. He, uh, he he does make a little reference to the fact that something he's doing for the Shane Warne Foundation as well, or something like that. Of course so he, he does. He, he manages to very nicely just just turn it back round. Never let um, it be forgotten. Exactly. But Joe, you know, my my initial, which got us onto this great chat of uh, of Alex Stewart's date of birth and <laughs> and the uh, the runs. My my initial, did you know? Um, which I did flag up in the pinch here today was was about Steve Waugh's start of his Test career. Um, and how how completely Gareth Bale it was. So did you know that he didn't win a Test match until his thirteenth Test? How on earth? I thought you were going to say um, that he started off uh, as a off was it off? Did he about off spin uh, as an off spinning all rounder um, rather than a, a great batsman? But how on earth? A gritty batsman. Right, yeah, as in so like Gareth 13... Bale started as a left back. Yeah, left back, <laughs> um, and then turned himself into a into a striker. He just shot and scored all the time. Yeah. Um, How on earth did he manage to not win thirteen games? Well, so let Australian me let, let me so, so let's take it through. So he made well. That's the thing. He made his debut in on Boxing Day '85. So I think we all forget that he did make his debut very very early, um, or a while until he became um, a, a a mainstay yeah. um, in the in the in the team. He was young so when I, he made his debut then. He must have been only Yeah, well just he, out of his bear in mind then. bear in mind as well he's he's him him and uh, him and Junior uh, are twins yeah. and Mark Ward didn't make his debut until nineteen ninety one. Um hence why he was uh, known by his other nickname as Afghan because the Afghan war was a forgotten war at that time. Um, hence why he was, he was called, he was if called the, Afghan. If the original Did You Know is better than that Did You Know, <laughs> then it's going to be an absolute screamer. Well, the, the original Did You Know was going to be the, was going to be the 13 tests. Oh, right. um, but it's not as good as that. Which isn't quite as good, but I still think it is, is, is great. Um, so 
He... That's one thing that Tim Bresnan has got over Steve Waugh. Did he win his first? Didn't he 13? win his first 11? Really? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That is that. just Tim Bresnan every time you pick him over, over Steve Waugh, wouldn't you? Uh, um, yeah, sure. So you've got... So just let me take you through his, his first 13 test matches. So he drew his first four. Um, I mean, just how boring is that? So he, he drew against India at the MCG, India at the SCG, then a, a tour of, of New Zealand, draws in Wellington, Christchurch, and then they lost by eight wickets in Auckland, followed up by a tie in Chennai, Lovely. just to keep it, keep it rhyming, um, in September 86, a draw in Delhi, a draw in Mumbai. Uh, then, th- listen to this, then they lose to England at the Gabatoir. <laughs> Not anywhere, at the Gabatoir. That, must have, been, that must have been the last time we won there. Um, completely, like so. I mean, just dig and climb into that for, forever. There's a there's a pod in in that stat yeah. in itself. Yeah. Eng- England Australia then draw in Perth. They draw again in Adelaide. Um, England then beat Test Australia. Match that was going on while I was being born. Brilliant, fantastic. <laughs> and then then in- England then beat Australia by an innings and fourteen runs at the MCG. Oh, this was the Chris Broad series, Day. wasn't it? Absolutely, and then. Finally, finally, Tugger um, gets his his first Test match victory against England in Sydney um, on the well, which started on the tenth of January, nineteen eighty seven, when they won by fifty five runs. So the, uh, that was even quite tight, even that Test match in itself, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and he made runs. He made seventy three of those runs. That was he his first his first proper knock by the look of it. So they went. They then beat in the next Test match, beat New Zealand in Brisbane, but then. They draw the next three. He then wins one, loses, draw, draw, lost, 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 lost. So he didn't not only just not only win his first 13, one, 13 tests win his first, he practically didn't win more than two or three in his first 20, which when you then consider he finished with 86 victories out of 168, uh, really does tell its own story, doesn't it? Yeah. I... I um... I don't really. I still don't really understand how he managed to be. How Australia managed to be so bad. If you look at the players they've got available, uh, if you look at that, um, his first test win. Are you looking at? I'm looking at the second uh, England tour of Australia, which was the only test in 1988. You look at the players that are playing there. Yeah. Uh, for Australia, Booney, Jeff Marsh, Dean Jones, Border. Mm-hmm. AB. Yeah. How how have we managed to how have we managed to just lose on such a repeat basis? That's like the start of the great Australian era, isn't it? That's yeah. mainly blown my and especially when England were playing bowlers like Eddie Hemmings. <laughs> yeah, excellent. All playing. All playing. Do you so, think do you think Mark War? Here's a question for you. Do you think Mark Well War, well, well, well before you go any further, can we please address them by their nicknames? Okay, do you think Afghan? Yeah, uh, would have been remembered as quite such an Aussie great, or played quite as many as the 128 Test matches that he did play, if he hadn't been Steve Waugh's little brother. Yeah, 128 Test matches. Uh, and sorry, and- you referred to Steve Waugh by his name. Could you use his nickname, please? Tugger. Yeah, because he loves a contest and he loves a tug of war. Oh, Carry on. Okay. Yeah. Um, 128 Test matches. A high score of 153 not out, mm-hmm. an average of just under 42, yeah, and admittedly he scored 20 hundreds. But you, you hear the pair of them talked about as like 
nailed on absolute greats of the game, backbone yeah. of that great Aussie side. Mark War's record is at best decent. Well, it's very, it's very good, but he's not an all-time great when you look at the other players that he was playing and with or that have played I, since. Or maybe again, I'm I, giving him, maybe I'm giving him uh, uh, bit too, bit too much grief. But yeah. I mean, f- firstly, again, can you please refer to them by their nicknames? I literally can't. Um, I've tried. It's too so, hard. well, you'll get there. Um, so, l- looking at Afghan, I've got a feeling you've got his stats up there in front of you. Um, no, I just knew that what, off the top of my head. <laughs> what does what 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 are these what are his final test match um uh performances like because i remember <laughs> when i was in australia for the 2002/3 series he'd been dropped and then i think he kind of retired slash some australian test grandees nudged him to say time to retire was he uh, did he go full junior. jonathan trot kind of i mean jonathan trot if you talk if you ask anyone that was paying much attention to his career when he was at his peak he finished with a test match average of 50. And right. He was averaging 60 for a lot of his career, wasn't he? Like yeah. in 2011 when he was World Player of the Year. Exactly. And then so he finished like... actually with a test match average of about 46 because he capitulated yeah. in the last then, couple of years. And then tried to come back and it's like, no, nah, don't, don't really, yeah. it's not for me. Yeah, exactly. So uh, even had a go as an opener, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm asking. Is, is Junior, has he got similar? As in, did he, did he start to, to, to really kind of to deteriorate or... Was it a case of the Aussies were so effing good that he he stops getting daddy hundreds and so they're like, sorry mate, you've got to go. Martin Love, Martin Love needs to call up. He got Buff, Buff he, needs to call up. He got two. He scored two hundreds in the two thousand and one Ashes, mm-hmm. one in the first test and one in the last test, mm-hmm. uh, as well as a seventy odd. Um. And that one Who was that, his final test against? His final test was against Pakistan in Sharjah in 2002. So just okay. over a year after he, after that 2001 Ashes finished. Okay. And so there was 12 matches between his last 100 uh, and the end of his career. And he only made one, two scores over 50 in that time. Okay. In that okay. year. So in 20-odd innings. So we can say he... He kind of was. He was. He was yeah. on his way out. He was yeah. on his way out. I just wonder if the if the undoubtedly quality player. I just wonder if the fact that there was two of them, and they were yeah. brothers, and they were Aussie, and they were gritty middle order batters. <laughs> Do you know I mean, that, are they some kind of great? Is the kind of memory of them greater than the sum of the parts? Yeah, yeah. Which I always, I always think was was how I always used to apply any kind of England cricketer or footballer or players who played for football teams I supported that because you just get so used to seeing them that they can't actually be that good. Like these, you know, Roberto Baggio is clearly better because we just see his excellent highlights and yeah. amazing things he does. Yeah. Um, whereas like you say, so like is, is Mark War, was, was he, was his caricature actually what he was or was he just not actually quite that good? Yeah. I mean, at the end or, of the day, he played 128 games for that Australia side. So he must've been pretty good. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. not. He's not awful. Let's be honest. He's it's not, like not when, awful at all. like, uh, whatever, whatever Virat Kohli does, or whatever Steve Smith does, and yeah. the same the same applies to all the greats. Messi, whenever Messi does something, the quality of it is intensified, isn't it? Because yeah, it, yeah, because yeah. he's Messi, and the same. The and same we watch it over Kohli. and over again. Yeah, we watch it over and over again, and it's got this aura around everything that he does. Of some of these two, 
bloody yeah. twins. Yeah. That's what they were. I mean, they were they were also the bloody, bloody wars. Yeah, bloody good players, and obviously Tugger's in the involved in the uh, the test, yeah. isn't he? Um, is, is he still a consultant of? Uh, he is, but he, he's, he's uh, involved Jay, in everything, isn't he? Not that there's anything to consult on. Yeah, yeah. Because also in the Ashes, he has to fly home, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, for some, he misses he misses the Headingley yeah. test, I think. Um, which obviously just adds to the Steve War myth, doesn't it? I haven't finished um, watching the uh, I haven't finished watching the test yet. But what I'm really enjoying is the number of former Aussie cricketers just appearing in the dressing room in full stash in some sort of consulting <laughs> capacity, like who've never been there before. Like uh, just in the, Ricky Ponting's there at one point. I don't remember Ricky Ponting being employed by the Australian cricket team as a coach or anything, but he's there and then he'll disappear for a few episodes yep. and then he's back. Nothing's mentioned. Same is true <laughs> of Steve Waugh. Brad Haddon's in and out. It's just like yeah. it's like when David Brent turns back up to the office. You should you should call ahead. <laughs> Got to have a reason to be here. <laughs> Not going to call ahead. Not going to call ahead, David. Doesn't Gil Chris get involved Gilchrist as well? One. Yeah, he, he's just, there. he rocks up in his yeah. short shorts. Um, J- JL just very much a case of getting the old the yeah. old gang back together. Wasn't it does it? feel like this is just a great um, excuse for JL indeed. to just get all his mates back in the dressing room and then. I've got this vision of them all just realising, oh, mate, we're too old. We don't fancy it anymore. It's not the same. And he's like, come on, guys. Let's do the song. Let's do the victory song. No, we're not playing, mate. Come on. Think, think of the, think of the banter. Banter. Let's all get, let's all get back together. Let's all get back together. Well, it's often as well. It's often. It's, uh, it's also what, uh, what Mark Boucher was looking yeah. to do at South Africa, wasn't it? Um, when uh, obviously Graham Smith, that wasn't his choice. Um, he yeah, chose Boucher, if I remember Smith rightly. Started getting uh, the band back together, wasn't it? And then they had was it Charles Lang? Not that was it, Langevelt. Who they brought in yeah, as uh, I think Langevelt, bowling coach. Yeah. yeah, and then there was another. Obviously, Callis was in there as a as a. Callis was in there as batting coach. coach. And there was some. There was um, another bowler as well. Was it? Batting mentor. Nino and Tini yeah. Combs, wasn't he? Yeah, and without without turning it into the biggest um, debate about can players be good coaches, um, it was just it was market how how straight away like all the media said, like, oh, it's just such a great call, so yeah, getting those wins <laughs> yeah, into, yeah, yeah, yeah. into the dressing room, yeah, it's absolutely absolutely brilliant from uh, even though from the, even though lost three one mate in England never win a test though definitely definitely failed more times across all sports than it's yeah. come off. It's so <laughs> yeah. rare that an, a quality yes. player actually turns into a quality coach. Off the top of my head. Exactly, I can, exactly. I mean, Andy Flower was a quality player, but not on the same level as he was a coach, probably only because he was from Zimbabwe. Um, yeah. Ravi Shastri was a decent coach for India, wasn't he? But... I think of t- I don't think he still, still is, but they, he has been he has been it about three times, hasn't he? Yeah, Gary Kirsten is the, is the prime example of that, but ironically not yeah. was in that team and now isn't in the Australian coaching setup. This time the only one that's guaranteed to be a quality <laughs> or nailed on already quality coach. Exactly. So he doesn't he doesn't quite get to uh so yeah, like you got the, the classic issue of you know, you've got Let's say ten test test playing nations yeah. at a time, and then you've got loads of good players. But then there's only a few that can coach, and also you've got to remember that uh, to be a successful test coach, you probably need the other team to be yeah. losing. Um, so everybody needs to. Uh, not everyone can 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 get there. 
But I think what I really enjoyed about uh, them having, the South Africans having that approach in England, obviously had Collingwood um, alongside, I think Thorpe was there as well, wasn't he? Um, yeah. And Silverwood. And obviously Silverwood's put on a little bit of timber since he his, had, uh, since he his had playing had my days. kind of retirement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your kind of retirement. And then like you had Boucher and Callis all yeah. you know, filling out a bit as well. And so it was, it was, I did always enjoy them cutting back to the dressing room and just seeing, okay, which, uh, which annoyed coach are we going to focus in on now? Um, who's looking a little bit, yeah. little bit rotund, shall we say, uh, compared to where they were. But then you'd have Collie, who's clearly still winning. The have you seen him doing the press up um, for England? No. no so have you seen that? the uh, bring Sally up press ups test? No. It's a. Uh... I saw Joe Denley do a, a press up. Is that, that related? A... I think it's quite an old an old thing. Um, there's a Moby song. Uh, it's called Bring Sally Up Flower. Okay. And it goes, bring Sally mm-hmm. up, bring Sally down. And it kind of goes like that. <laughs> yeah. And the idea ah, yeah, is yeah, to yeah. do your press-ups in, times with, in time with bring Sally up and then go down when it says bring Sally down. It's a lot like the uh, if you've ever played the uh, Roxanne Red Light drinking game. <laughs> Uh, but slightly yes, more, yes, 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 more yes, self-isolation yes. friendly version so um, Ben Stokes start, sort of yeah. brought it back I think in partnership with Red Bull um, and he managed to keep going for two minutes four seconds or something and then he challenged Collingwood to do it Collingwood Excellent. would be the thick end of 20 years older than Stokes would he? probably 15 years older than him isn't he? He's probably in his mid 40s yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. he absolutely yeah. Smashed, he absolutely walks past him he was essentially he was essentially doing <laughs> a plank combined with press ups. Excellent. Two, two minutes forty five or something. It's mental. And then Stokes beat him and Collingwood just repped out and beat him again. He's in <laughs> incredible Nick. He's in great Nick. Always well brilliant brilliant Collie. I mean that's that's a classic example of Collie being, you know, never the greatest player, but worked really hard. Clearly it's fitness and yeah. everything and still yeah, does. He does. Um and that is why he will be a good coach, even though we've already worked out you can't say that someone will be a great no. coach. Um, but this is why he will be a great coach, because he's, he's used to getting lots out of, out of limited resources. Is he a resources. great player, Collingwood? Um, Was he a great player? Uh, yeah. Um, I, know, I know Warney was a big fan of him getting an MBE, yeah, yeah. wasn't he? My favourite MBE um, of all time for that so, exact reason. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Just to, just to just to annoy annoy yeah. Warney. And yeah, obviously he didn't bother Warney, hence why he wasn't still talking about Four it years later. a year or so later. <laughs> I mean, two years yes. later, yeah. So um uh have you got any do 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 you knows up your uh, sleeve, Terrence? I've got a quite I've got I've got a... so here's one for you. Okay. Uh, back in the late nineties, early noughties, uh New Zealand had a test match opener. Uh Mark Richardson. Played a lot, played mm-hmm. lot, played a lot for New Zealand. Very good opener of that era. Opened with Stephen Fleming, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. He used to. This is less of a do you know more of just a kind of interesting piece of pub banter slash trivia. At the end of every series that okay. they played, he was so slow between wickets that they used to. Um, he used to challenge the player on the opposition that he thought was the slowest. So he'd across Excellent. the series, he'd work out who's the slowest, 
uh, and then he'd race them across the square or across. I imagine it was across the square because across the pitch is quite a long way, isn't it? He'd race them across the pitch, and yeah, did he want to lose then? No, he wanted, he, to, he wanted to. He wanted to win. He wanted to win. Okay. Um, yeah. Checking it wasn't. No, he wasn't open to match fixing. Was he? Did yeah. he, he didn't get done for match fixing, did he? Okay. I wasn't implying that. Uh, so, but so, but yeah. that, that New Zealand team of that up. era was wife with it. It must have been the 2004 okay. series that Strauss made his debut in against New. That was against New Zealand, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. yeah, we played that series, and at the end of it, take it. I'll let you take a guess at the player that you picked from England. Robert no, Robert Key. Good guess. That's who I would have picked. I can only presume he wasn't playing in the last test for some reason. Maybe not in the team at that point. So, 2003... 2004. Uh, 2004. 2004, I was going to say Alex Stewart, but he's retired in 2003. Um, it was Ashley Giles. Giles. good friend, Ashley Giles. Now, I've chosen him because he, he just looks like every... He's never looked... He's, he's never looked in perfect, Nick, in terms of how he moves and runs. And I just remember his celebration with Hoggard at Trent Bridge in yeah. 2005 running with the with the bat kind of showing it looked his like bat the first time he's still ever looking run like he's anywhere exactly yes exactly do we know how that uh, race uh yeah well out? I'm just about to get some backup stats for you on it um excellent Mark Richardson played 38 tests for New Zealand across four years. He mm-hmm. actually uh, played his last test in 2004. Ashley Giles was the first person Excellent. he beat in that race. Really? But Ashley Giles officially <laughs> the slowest person in world cricket in 2004. Brilliant. And do we, again, putting you on the spot, do we have a list of everyone else I don't he know. It's purely um, anecdotal, no? did you know, that one, rather than a, rather than a specific trivia one. But it's one that I like, and I really, and, really, yeah. You know, periodically you you kind of dip in uh, and try and find a little bit more info about it. I periodically dip into YouTube and try and see if the video is there. Um, I've never been able to find it, and it's still not. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's still not. Um, the... Interestingly, about Mark Richardson, he made nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-four yep. first-class runs, which is six. And what's his date of birth? birth. Uh, 11th, 11th, it doesn't matter. 11th of the 671. No, uh, but he was six runs short Excellent. of making 10,000 first class runs. We'll have, to, we'll have to look into his final test. And did he, did he, did he, did he, was he trying to get there? Did he, did he, did he shoulder arms? There's a lot, there's a lot to a, there's a lot to dig into on that one, and b, I think there's a lot to. Um, there's a lot for us to do in terms of looking at every single England Test debutant from now on. Just their to make date sure of birth. Who, who have we got? Um, yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah. See what. Until we just follow it for the next next ten years. Uh, that's a brilliant. Do you know? That's I, I absolutely love that one. And um, final one for me, just to chuck at you, um, which will also highlight if you've um, how much of the uh, the pinch hitter emails you've been reading recently. Well, you know exactly. Do you know that Ali Dar? I do, but I can't remember oh, okay. which exactly one you have. Do, do you know that Aleem Dar runs a restaurant in Lahore called Dar's Delighto? I didn't know, but that's brilliant. You didn't. You didn't. So I think we've, we've already Delito. talked about wanting to record Dar's Surely Delito. Surely there's a better pun you can make on Dar than Dar's Delighto. I'm, I'm just happy that he's got a restaurant and 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 it's and it's... It's, it's somewhere which we must visit and record a, uh, a pod out um, in the once lockdown's over. 
Uh, don't know that. So maybe that could be one, one something, to, mm. something to climb into um, on, a, on a future one. But just for an idea, I'd give you a bit more of an insight. Dars Delito, they've got high tea buffet, lunch and home delivery deals. And you can also go to breakfast. So uh, covers, uh, cov- well, covers, it, when, covers it all off. When we're allowed Should we, out, um, let's go. Absolutely. Go there. And, and also, this, and then this will, this will be the end. Um, another example of, of, of seeing if you have or haven't been reading the, the pinch hitter email, which, again, I do have access to, uh, to that data, but I don't have it directly in front of me. Did you see the, um, the pub cricket team in Scotland that play on a beach? No. Brilliant. Yeah. So only when the, only when the, uh, when the, when the tide goes out. So it's, it's it's just brilliant, and it very much needs to be on on our bucket list of uh, yep, places we'll to go to, to as well. We'll add, we'll add it to it. So I'll uh, I'll pull pull that one up. So we'll have it all for uh, for next time. Should we? Uh, should we knock it. on the head there? That was uh, that was lovely. Brilliant, was a lovely little uh, excellent. Let's do some lane. more. Did you knows? Do you knows? At some Let's point, very Cheers, soon. Mate. Stay safe. Nice one. Bye bye. So there we are. We hope you enjoyed uh, that little bit of did you know, do you know, will you know um, between myself and Terence. Apologies, we got a little bit out of sync towards the end. Um, a few gremlins in the system. Um, I think everybody using a bit too much broadband on a uh, happy sunny day in April. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll make sure we can iron out those issues ahead of next time. But in the meantime, everybody, uh, keep reading your pinch to emails, keep telling the world about it. And we look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon. Cheers.